You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a set of results from a JSE-listed company. The company under consideration is Grindrod Limited. It came out with its results this morning, and it says here the following... Headline earnings from continuing businesses grew 9% to 525.2 million. Earnings improved from a loss of 20.3 million in 2018 to 299.9 million. That doesn't tell the whole story. But anyway, on the telephone is the CEO of Grindrod Limited, and that's Andrew Waller. Andrew, before we go into the results themselves, I think you have to clear up a couple of things for me because a lot of people still don't grasp what, what has happened with the split, the NASDAQ listing and the sub-Saharan African and South African assets being listed on the JSC. Can you just give us Grindrod Limited's important drivers of revenue, sort of in, in order of importance, if you would? Thank you, Lindsay. Yes, indeed. Um, so what we have in Grindrod at the moment is a ports and terminals business, uh, which does a lot of work on the movement of minerals out of the southern African region, uh, off to India and China. It has a container business in South Africa, yeah. uh, which operates uh, uh, with the shipping lines in inbound containers and outbound containers. Um, uh, we obviously also uh, operate that in uh, Mozambique as well. We have a, a northern Mozambique business, which uh, is busy developing uh, in the area of Nakala, right in the north of Mozambique. And that, obviously, we're going to be using for to help provide logistic services for that big oil and gas development that's up in Palmer area. And then the fourth business we have is a north-south corridor business, which is essentially the rail provision for the miners in the DRC and Zambia to get the sulfur inbound and the copper and other products out on the rail, rail line. And then we still own a bank within South Africa, which provides... Uh, uh, normal banking services to a wide range of people, and they are busy working on on, on on a good retail platform. Okay, well, we'll come to that later on, but let's start with ports and terminals. How did the ports and terminals business perform over the period? Yep, a very a very good result from ports and terminals, um, despite a lot lower uh, coal leaving the country, and that's because uh, uh, Eskom has uh, has required a lot more coal than in the past, so the the, the traders have sold it into them. Uh, but very good volumes of, of chrome and, and magnetite out of the ports and terminals operations. So good good increases all around. Okay, so you're, you're confident about that, that business. I've spoken actually to um, the port manager in Maputo, and he, always, he sounded quite upbeat. This was a couple of years ago on, on another matter. But, uh, yeah, that seems to be a very good business. What about, what about trade in general? You're a logistics company, or your, your listing is a – your company is a logistics yep, yep. company. South Africa's gone into a technical recession again, Andrew, a 1.4% right. fall in GDP yesterday, yep. and you must be GDP-linked. Indeed. So we don't see ourselves as a South African-only business. We are see ourselves as Southern African. So whilst we have a lot of operations in South Africa, we actually have a very big footprint in Mozambique, uh, in Zimbabwe, and in Zambia. So uh, we're essentially Southern African. Yes. And yes, you, you're absolutely right. Although the business is driven by the global market for, I guess, steel, so the magnetite and the coal, steel and power. Uh, so when there's a U.S.-China trade war, that impacts on us. Uh, of course, as that was starting to fade, then the uh, uh, coronavirus came through, which is also ha- having an impact on the global trade uh, markets. Yes. We, do, we do have, uh, I mean, if South Africa is having, and Southern Africa has good uh, GDP growth, that does help us. Um, 
But at the moment, as you can see from the results that we put out, we are managing to still generate increases uh, despite South Africa and Zimbabwe and Zambia being under pressure. Yeah, and I think the world is under pressure at the moment because of the coronavirus. Factories are closed down and are not opening yet. And the trade war between the US and China has been with us, gosh, it's nearly two years now, so you must have seen that. And I have to say that I'm speaking to you from Rotterdam, and I can see the Maas River as I look out my window. I've noticed a very significant drop in the amount of barge traffic going from the port of Rotterdam down to uh, other, other European ports on the Maas River. And I'm just wondering if right. you're starting to see that as well. So the figures are all there to see of the major Chinese ports. Uh, they are probably about 16% down on last year on ships going in and out of the ports. Um, there are a lot of um, regulations that they've put in, in place to ensure that the, there is uh, people don't get on and off the ships. Uh, there's all sorts of quarantining periods, et cetera, et cetera. So all of that is in place. So 17% decrease in ships into those ports in China. For ourselves out of South Africa, we've only uh, lost two uh, ships out of uh, Maputo port yes. in the whole period. So not a big dent in our, in our, at the moment in our minerals. And on the other side, on the container side, we're actually doing reasonably well. So containers that are coming from the east into Africa or containers indeed coming from Europe or back to Europe from South Africa. We'll know that we've had a, uh, our grape season has, has just passed and we're about to go into citrus season. Yes. So all those shipping lines are, are preparing for that. Um, and obviously that, that is the area that we support them in. On the rail side, are you heavily exposed to the price of uh, minerals and metals, base metals, uh, bulk commodities, etc., in places like the, the DRC? Because, again, the coronavirus and the trade wars, uh, the continuing trade wars, uh, obviously affects prices and, and therefore volumes. How geared are you uh, to, the, to the sensitivity of commodity prices? So we absolutely are dependent on commodity prices. China has uh, various options of where to buy their products. So. As an African, as an African uh, continent, we have to compete with Australia or South America uh, to get China's business. So it's up to us to make sure that we can compete. At the moment, um, um, the products coming out of the Congo and, uh, and Zambia is a good quality product. So that copper I'm referring to is a very good quality pro product. And there are a lot of uh, battery minerals that uh, are also mined up that, that end of the world. So. There are a lot of minerals there that we can help on the logistics side, and it's up to us to make sure that we get the costs at the right level so that we can compete as a continent. Um, the, um, the linkages on rail and road are there. Uh, we would love to see, obviously, more on rail because we are exposed to rail. We have some 70-odd locomotives in the group and a number of wagons, yeah. um, so we prefer that. But the road hall gives you a lot more flexibility, so... We're happy that uh, that is also part of the supply chain solution that the miners have available to them. I've been speaking in a sort of a broad, sort of almost macro corporate uh, sense, but give us some of the, yeah. the other highlights, things that, that we haven't already mentioned. I think for us, uh, and again, the impact of corona on, on northern Mozambique, that is going to be a big mover for uh, the southern African uh, part, of the, part of the African continent. There's a big uh, gas find. Total have bought Anadarko, so Total are controlling the first uh, uh, sites. Uh, they are already establishing on-site in an area that was completely unbuilt up. So from everything from water reticulation to food to everything has to be put in place. So a lot of activity in that northern Mozambican area. 
And obviously, as a logistics player in Africa, we can assist in that process. Um, so that's very exciting for us, that section. Um, yeah, and then basically our ability as, as Grinrod to assist all the SOEs, the, the state-owned rail companies, the state-owned ports, to actually deliver. And we're spending a lot of time engaging with those people to ensure that we get these corridors open uh, because Africa has got a lot of mineral wealth and a lot of ag- agricultural land that uh, we should be utilizing properly for the benefit of the world. Yes, I can remember in 1988 when I first flew to South Africa flying in and the plane started descending and I looked at the land and I thought, there is so much land here. And even you know, 30 years later, I, I still think that we're underutilizing our natural resources. You're quite right. And, and that's, uh, I mean, when I say we engage with the governments uh, in which we operate, we were in Mozambique in a couple of weeks' time talking to the minister there, and they're obviously looking at agriculture as a big uh, enabler in their communities. And, and really, agriculture is, but what you have to do is you have to provide the logistic supply chain to enable that agricultural investment that the government will do uh, to find markets. And that, for us, is a big, uh, a big drive. Tell me about financial services, the bank. I mean, the banking space is so, so competitive. And it's almost as though we're at saturation point now. I mean, I saw Nedbank's results yesterday. And when you see Nedbank's results, which is a giant organization compared to your bank, yeah. what, what are the prospects for it in the future? Is, is it a niche that you've exploited? Or is it just a very small player in a very big pond? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we've had this bank for many, many years now. Um, and you're absolutely right. It's a niche player. Um, able to uh, act quite quickly, uh, so very responsive to market demand, uh, very niche in the smaller enterprises. If you're a big enterprise, you'll get the four banks lined up and you'll get quotes from all of them. If you're a bit smaller and looking for something a little bit different, you'll come to our bank. So very good uh, 11 billion odd in deposits and advances. So a very good little bank um, and, and niche, as you say. Um, what they've uh, done at the, in the last year is spent a lot of time uh, on their retail banking platform, understanding what all these new um, one-brick banks are doing and are willing to offer a facility to people that want to use it to reach customers through our banking license. So a lot of work being done on that at the moment. So if I can, I can go online and I can open an account with Grindrod as a retail customer anytime, can I? Not, uh, so essentially what we'll do is we'll be the white label behind it. So what yes. you're finding more and more is other brands wanting to open up. And it started with loyalty cards, but it's moved more and more and more to a, a branded card. And we will provide the service behind the scene that will en- enable the card to work through the South African banking system. Give me a brief outlook statement for uh, shareholders, potential shareholders, and anybody else interested, please. So we are very excited about the southern African continent. Um, we understand the mineral and, uh, and gas market well. and We are positive about uh, what's happening in that market. Um, we understand where we fit in the world and that we have to make our commodities in Africa uh, at the right price and land them in China or India or wherever it's going at the right price. So that we're really excited about. And I think that the opportunity on the gas side is going to be really big. So we, we're excited about the future. Um, there, it's not without its challenges. I mean, as we've t- spoken a, a lot about, the, the virus is a, is a big worry for us. Um, but so is the, the state of uh, the economies. As you said earlier, the GDPs are flat. Uh, we need to 
as a, as a corporate that operates in this region, make sure that we are working with the government, governments and the state-owned entities to make sure we, we pull through this period. Andrew, thanks for your time. I hope you do pull through the period. We'll only see in the next couple of months how this coronavirus situation plays out. Thanks for your analysis. That's uh, Andrew Waller, who's the CEO of Grindrod, whose results were released earlier today. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.